from app.com, it's time to talk college hoops in the Garden State. Welcome to Jersey Jump Shot. That's right, it's time for Jersey Jump Shot, episode 14 on the season. It is conference tournament time, and we have a lot to get through on today's show. Ryan Ross, of course, here with Jerry Carino, Steve Edelson, and Chris Eisman. The regular season is in the books. It's time for our conference tournaments, and that means, of course, the NCAA tournament is right around the corner. Who will be there? Of course, that's still yet to be determined. We have a little bit of a clearer picture as far as our New Jersey teams go. We think, at least with Rutgers, uh, we'll get into that, of course. But we'll look at the Big Ten tournament, the Big East tournament, and, of course, the MAC tournament all getting underway this week. So let's start, guys. Well, uh, of course, welcome back to the show, Chris. We're gonna we're gonna pick your brain on this one because the Big Ten tournament is set to get underway on Wednesday. Rutgers, they are the seven seed. They will play on Thursday, six thirty against Indiana, a team they just beat up on not too long ago. So they they meet the Hoosiers again now in the tournament. If Rutgers is to advance, they will have the number two seed, Illinois, waiting for them on Friday. So let's talk about Rutgers' outlook uh, as far as this tournament goes. And beyond that, how do they look for the NCAA tournament? Well, I think going into this tournament, I think they have a very good shot against Indiana. I like them, um, you know, being the Hoosiers again. Yeah, they obviously had that big comeback against Indiana last time, but I don't see that happening. I think that they're going to come out and they'll, they'll, they should take care of business pretty early and put Indiana away, I think, this time around. Um, and going into the NCAA tournament, you know, I think they're obviously, you know, they lock things up uh, by beating Minnesota the other day in overtime. So they're going back to the tournament for the first time in 30 years. And they're probably going to be kind of that that eight seed, nine seed, somewhere in there. Um, but I think that they've got a good outlook. I think, you know, they did what they had to do. It wasn't easy against Minnesota. No question about that. It was probably a little bit of a uh, more of a nail biter or a lot more nail of a biter than they wanted. But they did what they had to do. They took care of business, and now they're in, they're you know they're in good shape going into the tournament. But I like this matchup for them uh, going up against Indiana. Uh, so I'm gonna I would say Rutgers is in good shape. So I I look at this a little differently in the Big Ten tournament. All right, so I look at it in groups of two, two games at a time. Because to me, what Rutgers really wants to do is win enough in the Big Ten tournament to get out of the eight nine game. You don't in the NCAA tournament. You don't want to be in the eight nine game. You're going to get paired opposite Baylor or Gonzaga if you're Rutgers in an 8-9 game in a bracket in the NCAA tournament. And your chances of winning that and advancing to the Sweet 16 are minimal. And let's be honest, while everyone in Rutgers Nation is celebrating making the tournament for the first time in 30 years, and it's a big deal that they did, that has to now go in the rearview mirror because as Geo Baker said in the preseason, this goal, this season isn't about making the tournament. This season is about advancing in the NCAA tournament, and you're not advancing very far, most likely, if you're opposite Gonzaga or Baylor. So the way to get the out of the 8-9 game is to win two games in the Big East, uh, the Big Ten tournament. And so, sure, we all expect Rutgers to beat on Indiana. Indiana stinks. They're pillow soft. The coach is on the hot seat. Rutgers owns them. Rutgers has been breaking them over a knee for years now. Okay? We all expect that. But to me, so th- it's a much better draw to get Indiana than Michigan State in the first round. That was the alternative. Indiana is a much better draw. But in the second round, Illinois, if you're looking at this in groups of two, of getting out of the 8-9 game in the NCAA tournament, Illinois is a rough, rough game. And I think right now harder than the top seed, Michigan. Michigan's wounded. Michigan lost Eli Brooks yesterday, a key player. They looked lost against Michigan State without him. Michigan has not played well the last week. 
Illinois is red hot. And the other thing about Illinois is Rutgers beat them back in December. You think they're going to have Illinois' attention if they play in a second-round game? So, to me, this I look at this in groups of two. I like the first-round draw for Rutgers. The two-game draw is very tough. And if they go, if they win, if they beat Indiana and they lose to Illinois, you can book it. They're going to be in an 8-9 game opposite Gonzaga or Baylor in the big dance. Yeah, but the fact that they already beat Illinois this season, to me— I like that. I mean, Rutgers knows they can match up with these guys. I know Illinois is playing well, but you know what? I I would take my chances with Illinois, quite honestly, as I look at this bracket. Illinois is better than playing well. Illinois might be the second hottest team in the country after Gonzaga right now. And, you know, you Illinois, one thing Illinois is not going to do, they're not going to go into that game taking Rutgers for granted. Michigan's beaten Rutgers like a million straight times. They could go into that game taking it for granted. I'm sure Illinois is going to be remembering that game they played at the rack. And I want to tell you something about that game at the rack real quick. I'm calling the box score up right now. Um, let's look at the box score of that game because it was a it was a crazy game. Look, it was the best game of the season for Rutgers by far. Sensational game. Absolutely sensational game. But Illinois took uh, – I mean, Rutgers took 30 free throws in that game. Wait, can that be right? 30 free throws? They were they was a parade to the free throw line for Rutgers. So I don't know if you're gonna get that again on a neutral court. It's 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 a tough matchup. But look, in the big picture, Rutgers is in the NCAA tournament. Everyone should be thrilled about that. And you gotta love the Indiana matchup. If they beat Indiana, which they should, then you know, you gotta lay it on the line and you're gonna have to beat Illinois twice in one season, and that's a very difficult thing right now. And and if they do beat Indiana, at least if you're a Rutgers fan, you hope that they do coast to victory, kind of like we're we're expecting. You don't want this this back and forth game, this intense game where you expel a lot of energy, and then the very next day you have to get up and play uh, the two seed in Illinois, a top five team in the entire country. Uh, so you know you you hope that they kind of coast to a victory, like. They should against Indiana, like we're saying. Uh, the tournament as a whole, let's look at this Big Ten tournament and kind of go game by game what we expect. It starts Wednesday, March 10th, Minnesota, Northwestern, kind of the playing game, 13 versus 12 there. The winner goes to Ohio State. Uh, and then we have Nebraska, 14, Penn State, the 11 seed. The winner there takes on Wisconsin on Thursday. So, Chris, let's just kind of start with you. Uh, what are some of the, the matchups that you're looking for? What are some of the, uh, you know, the favorites that you see in this tournament? Well, obviously, I like, um, you know, I, I like Michigan going to the final. I understand what Jerry's saying, that that they're struggling, and there's no question about that. But I still like them going to the final. I think I think it'll be Michigan-Illinois uh, in the end. Um I, you know, Iowa's always there. Luca Garz is obviously one of the best players in the country for a reason. Um, so, I, you know, they're certainly going to, you know, do well in this thing. But I like Michigan and Illinois in, ending up in the final. Um, and going back to what we said about Rutgers, I don't think Rutgers would beat Illinois in the second in the um, in their second matchup. I just thirty-six don't see it. free throws, Chris. Rutgers took thirty-six <laughs> free throws at the rack in that game against Illinois. Illinois took fifteen. I will bet you everything I own that that's not even close to the number. If they play in Indianapolis this week, no, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, so I don't, I don't like Rutgers beating Illinois, um, but like I said, I, I do like Michigan, and I and one team that really is going to be interesting, and I'm I'm really intrigued to see how this goes is Michigan State. They got hot at exactly the right time going into this tournament. Um, this is when you want to be playing your best basketball this season going into the postseason. Michigan State got off to a slow start, but the Spartans are playing well. Obviously, beating Michigan the other day. Um, Aaron Henry's playing really well. Joey Hauser had a great game. So I really like them going into this tournament too. 
Uh, give me. Let's go game by game on this. Give, Ryan, give me the. Give, give us the first two games. Let's, sure, let's, but the let's go around game. the horn and see what we got. Just, Minnesota. Just pick North- a winner, guys. Pick a winner. Go. Minnesota Northwestern. They go to Ohio State. The winner of that game. Min- uh, Minnesota is totally cooked. I'm going with Northwestern. I'm going Northwestern. Northwestern for sure. Well, I'll be a contrarian. I'll go Minnesota. The next playing game: Nebraska and Penn State. Penn State. Penn State. Absolutely Penn State. All right, I'll follow you guys on that one. That's Penn State. So then we get into the meat of it on Thursday. Michigan State, the number nine seed. Maryland, the number eight seed. That tips off at 1130 Eastern, uh, March 11th. Who do we like in that one? Tom Izzo. I mean, Michigan State, of course. (laughs) I I feel like that's unanimous there, right? (laughs) Yep. Then the game after that, uh, According to you guys, the winner, uh, Northwestern, from the previous day against Ohio State. Uh, personally, of, of course, I like Ohio State in that game. Uh, they're a strong team, and Northwestern. Ohio like State. Said. Yeah. Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yep. Then, of course, Rutgers, Indiana. We've shared our thoughts on that. We like the Scarlet Knights in that game. I cannot fathom Rutgers losing that game. And then after that, that's about 25 minutes, according to the bracket, after that Rutgers game ends, we'll have Penn State and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Now I have to remember all these winners, too. Wisconsin. Yeah, I like Wisconsin there. Then on our Friday games, uh, we have the number one seed, Michigan, most likely, according to us, playing Michigan State. Boy, that's a good game. <laughs> that's a really good game. I, Michigan State's not going to beat them again. Um, um, uh, if, if Eli really? Brooks is hurt, I'm picking Michigan State. Wow. I'm going Michigan. I'm going Michigan, too. I'll go Michigan. I I think it's hard to beat a team in that close of proximity after playing them again. So I'll go Michigan in that game as well. Uh, The game after that, uh, let's see, who do we have? Ohio State and Purdue, the number four seed. I'll go with Ohio State. Yeah, I'm not going to overlook EJ Liddell. I I like Ohio State. I'm going to take Purdue in that game. I'll go with Ohio State in that game. And then we have uh, Rutgers, uh, Illinois. We've gone into that. I'll go Illinois in that game. Illinois. Illinois. And then I'm guessing, let's see who won. Yes, Wisconsin and then the three seed in Iowa. I'm going Iowa. It's a good game. I'll go with Iowa close. Iowa for me as well. I'll take Iowa as well. So now we're into the semifinals. This is on Saturday. Uh, Depending on who you ask, either Michigan or Michigan State against either Ohio State or Purdue. Uh, at least according to my pick so far, I have Michigan versus Ohio State in that one. I feel like those two schools have a little bit of a history together. I don't know. I'll take Ohio State in an upset there. Give me, give me Michigan State in my sleeper run through the bracket. Run it with Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Michigan too. I'm going to regret all of this, but I'm running with Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> the other semifinal game. Uh, in my opinion, if, if these two teams match up, this is kind of the the unofficial championship of the Big Ten. Uh, Illinois and Iowa. I think that's going to be an outstanding game if that's one that happens. I'll take Illinois in that matchup. Illinois. I honestly have no idea. I'm going to say I'm going to go against you guys. I would say Iowa. Yeah, I'm going to say Iowa too. <laughs> so now our, our championship game on Sunday, Selection Sunday, uh, let's see, I guess, according to all of our different brackets, at least my championship game looks like Illinois and Ohio state. I will take 
Illinois as your Big Ten tournament champions? Illinois wins it. Wins it Big Ten tournament. Iowa. I'll say Iowa. All right, we'll see. <laughs> we'll that's see. A, that's a loaded. That's a. It's a great tournament, boy. It is a that, loaded. That's tournament. an outstanding tournament, especially once you get into that semifinal rounds. Uh, there's just going to be so many great games, and of course, we'll we'll be following that. We'll be following, of course, Rutgers to see if they can make a, a run in that tournament. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if they can improve their seating in the NCAA tournament. But yes, as we said, it's it's a huge thing for Rutgers to be back in the big dance the first time in 30 years. Let's go over. Chris, to Chris while we're on the, I mean, while we're, while we're on the Big Ten, uh, Rye. Oh I yes. Tell you, I want to talk awards, Big Ten awards, while we're on the Big Ten. And I put in an awards ballot. It's award season, um, and I think it's going to be fascinating who wins these things. You could argue that the Big Ten has the two best players in college basketball in Iowa's Luca Garza and Illinois' Io DeSumnu. He's a, he's a, a lead guard, uh, and Garza, of course, is a center. And, you know, it's really a coin flip. Um, but I voted for Garza. I just think he's been consistently better, although DeSumnu's been spectacular at times. Um, I also voted for Jawan Howard for Coach of the Year. Michigan was picked sixth in the preseason, and uh, they won the league. And so I think he's the national coach of the year, too. So I voted for him for coach of the year. And um, for, uh, for for rookie of the year, uh, boy, there's a lot of good choices there. For rookie of the year. Hunter Dickinson of Michigan. Oh, it was Hunter Dickinson of Michigan. Yes, of course, of course. And I think he has a chance to be a third-team All-American. So... You know, Michigan is gonna should clean up deservedly so in these awards, even though I picked against them in the tournament. Yeah, and also too, we, we have to mention the Rutgers women's basketball team too, because they are they're a great team this year. They are the number three seed in the Big Ten tournament. Uh for Rutgers basketball fans, they conveniently conveniently play Thursday. They're the last game on Thursday. So once you finish watching the men in that second to last game, you could flip over and watch the women's team. They will get the winner of Purdue and Iowa. As I said, they're the three seed in the Big Ten tournament. Uh Chris, just briefly give us an outlook for the, the Rutgers women's team this year, because they are a very good team. Well, they deserve a ton of credit. They, they've had a, a very tumultuous season. Obviously, they were shut down for about a month because of positive uh, COVID-19 tests within the program. And they came back and they overcame all of that by reeling off nine straight victories to close out the year and secure um, the top 25 ranking to secure the number three seed, as you said, Ryan. Um, so they're in really, really good shape. And they just deserve a ton of credit. Arella Garantes has played fantastic well all season long. Um, so they're in really good uh, shape heading into the season. I, you got to give them a lot of credit for what they've been able to do, given all that's been thrown at them and all the challenges that came with this season. So, you know, kudos to them. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they do uh, both in the Big Ten tournament and then the, uh, the NCAA tournament after that. Absolutely. So that's the Big Ten tournament. We're going to move on now to the Big East tournament. Uh, that also kicks off Wednesday. Uh, locally, Seton Hall, they are the five seed in the tournament. They will play St. John's again. They just played St. John's this past Saturday. Uh, three o'clock start on Thursday. St. Uh, Seton Hall, the number five. St. John's, the number four. Uh, Jerry, we'll get your thoughts on this, of course, but uh, their tournament hopes are, are really just on the ropes right now. So uh, they need wins. A win over St. John's, 
I don't know if that puts them back in the tournament. So realistically, they would have to win at least at least one more, preferably more, and they would most likely have Villanova waiting for them if, and that's a big if, they get past St. John's. Well, there's a big asterisk there, of course, because Villanova is not the same team it was a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Villanova's down to their third-string point guard, and it's a guy we know well, by the way, Steve, Brian Antoine. Yep. So Brian Antoine, who, who was an All-State uh, and a two-time, I think, Shore Conference Player of the Year for the Asbury Park Press, at Arani, he he's been sitting on Villanova's bench for two years. Now he's been hurt a lot, but he's finally healthy, and they they're gonna hand they need him now. They're gonna need him to to play. We'll get into that in a minute. Seton Hall is staggering to the finish line. They've lost four straight games. They've blown three straight lead, three of those four games. The last three games they've blown a lead, and they haven't really been particularly close at the end of these games. This looks like a team that's out of gas. That said, strange things happen in college basketball. And, you know, you put a veteran Seton Hall team in a one-game setting against a young St. John's team that just dropped a hammer on Seton Hall in Carneseca Hall, the Carneseca Arena. Now you're in the garden. It wouldn't shock me. You, you can't pick – you can't really pick Seton Hall in this game after they blew an 18-point lead and lost by 10 on Saturday to St. John's. It wouldn't shock me, though, if St. John's came out. You know, and you've seen this, Steve, how hard it is to beat a team back-to-back. You see this in the MAC all the time. It wouldn't surprise me if a young St. John's team came out without an edge in this game. And I think there might be an opening there if Seton Hall can get their act together. I don't know if they can. But the winner of that game Thursday has a real chance to make to advance to the semi to the final because Villanova is missing the best player and the heart and soul of the team. Colin Gillespie tore an MCL. The backup point guard, Justin Moore, sprained a badly sprained his ankle. Villanova is also hobbling to the finish line. Villanova might not get past their quarterfinal game, which I think will be against Georgetown. It could be Marquette. Mm-hmm. So you may well, the winner of St. John Seton Hall may well have a path to the championship game. If Seton Hall wins two games, St. John's, and it's, if it's Villanova, because you're going to get quad one credit for that, mm-hmm. then they'll be back in the in the tournament picture. You know, but, you know, we'll see what happens regarding around the country, but they'll be back in the field if they win two games. But you know, it's a lot to ask for a team that's really playing poorly lately. I, th- I think it's a nice draw for them. I mean, to to play St. John's back to back, we we've seen it in the MAC this year. How hard it is to beat a team back to back, which is what St. John's will try to do against Seton Hall. And then, like you said, you get a you get an undermanned, banged up Villanova team. Yes, they're the number one seed. Yes, they're Villanova. And like you said, it's it's quad one credit if they are to take them down. As far as seeding goes, for a team that more or less backed into this tournament the way they've played the last few weeks, uh, it's a pretty nice draw for Seton Hall. Yeah, I absolutely the, the, agree. And I'm going to tell you, for a team that has stumbled as badly as Seton Hall has, they, there is a realistic path to saving your season here. I mean, what more could you have asked for here? Right. You know, with the, with, with the draw in the first round and Villanova potentially in the second round all banged up, you know, listen, you, you have a veteran team. Get to the finals. Here's your chance. The, be- right? the best team in the league right now is UConn. They're on the other side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. The team Seton Hall matches up the worst against Creighton. They're on the other side of the bracket. So it really, Seton Hall has gotten every break known to man while they've been losing these games. 
Let's see if they can take advantage. And let's quickly, too, go through this Big East tournament because it starts on Wednesday, March 10th, the first game, uh, playing game, uh, the number nine seed, Marquette, 3 o'clock against number eight, Georgetown. The winner there gets Villanova. Who do we like in that game? I like Georgetown shooting the ball much better lately. I agree. I'll take Georgetown in that one as well. Yeah, Georgetown for me. All right, unanimous on the Hoyas there. The uh, next play-in game, first-round game on Wednesday, the number 10 seed is Butler taking on number 7, Xavier. The winner there takes on Creighton the following day. Uh, that's a, that's an interesting game because Xavier's played badly lately, but they still I think they still have the, the juice to get by Butler. I'll pick Xavier. Xavier. Um, <laughs> DePaul and Providence is the game after that. Number 11, DePaul. Number 6, Providence. I'll take the Friars in that game. The Providence. only question about this is how soon afterwards is DePaul fired Dave Blaytow? <laughs> Providence is going to win this game by like 100. And on Thursday, uh, I think Georgetown. they'll wait till Thursday morning, but it might be like 10 minutes after the game. Go ahead. <laughs> Thursday, noon, Villanova, and it looks like we all have Georgetown in that game. Uh, is that the upset for the Wildcats, or do we wait a day? Boy, I'm going to say that Villanova figures out a way to squeeze by. But, boy, is that could that be a toss-up in Villanova's current state? I'll take That's going to be a great game. I'll, I'll take Georgetown. Too. Okay, there you go. There's the upsets. Then, that's interesting because then, of course, the, the winner of that game is the winner of Seton Hall and St. John's. Uh, I like Seton Hall in that game. I think they win. Uh, I'm going to go with St. John's. I think it'll be closer than it was 10 points Saturday. I'm going St. John's. I, I can see Sandro stepping up and taking this game over. I'm going to go with with uh, with Seton Hall here. Then the Thursday evening game, it's either Xavier slash Butler, depending on who you like, against number two Creighton. I don't think it matters because I think Creighton advances. Now, Creighton's had a really rough week. <laughs> that coach yeah. got suspended. It's not even really a laughing matter, but it, the coach got suspended for saying some insensitive things in the locker room and uh, – their star player, Marcus Zagorowski, just came out and defended him, the first Creighton player to speak up on his behalf. Um, so they did win handily their first game. They get first game without Greg McDermott coaching the team. But I, I have to think Creighton has the firepower to get by here. I agree. I'm going Creighton. Creighton, absolutely. And then the final game Thursday, Providence and Connecticut. As we said, Connecticut red hot. I'll take the Huskies in that game. Let me tell you something. No, I don't. I don't think there's any two teams in the Big East whose fan bases and whose institutions hate each other more than UConn and Providence. This goes back decades, decades. Providence fought tooth and nail to keep UConn out of this league, and there is these two guys, these two coaches. There is no love lost there. I can see like a three tech game. The officials are going to be exhausted <laughs> at the end of this game, and I think UConn will win. But, man, Providence will throw every left and right hook and uppercut in the book. That will be a must-watch. And then let's get into the semifinals on Friday, March 12th. Uh, at least in my bracket, I have Villanova matched up with Seton Hall. Jerry, you almost sold me. You almost sold me on Seton Hall, or at least Villanova losing. But Bill Villanova, their third-string point guard is a first-string point guard elsewhere. I mean, that's just who they are. That's how they recruit. That's how they play. I think it's close, and I think Seton Hall even has a lead at points in this game, but I think just Villanova, just overall, just too much for, for Seton Hall, a Seton Hall team that has been playing well, but uh, I like Villanova over Seton Hall in the semifinals there. I'm going to pick St. John's. St. John's already beat Villanova this season and beat them pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a good matchup for, 
especially if a team a team without a point guard, the way St. John's pressures the ball in in my bracket, that's a that's a great matchup for St. John's. Uh, it would be great for St. John's to win that game. I mean, it's just for the way that program's been the last few years. For that story alone, I'll go with St. John's. Seton Hall to the finals. I'm telling you. It's going wow, to be a, what a story. A, what a story that would be. Lazarus back from the dead. Steve, if they do that, they'll be back in the NCAA tournament picture. It'll be wild. And then on the other side uh, for the semifinals, I think most of us have Creighton and Connecticut. I will take the Huskies in that game to go to the finals. Yeah, great. It's a really good game. It probably could be the game of the tournament, actually. And uh, I'm going to go with UConn. I think it's just playing a little bit better right now. I'll go UConn. UConn. And then for our finals, uh, I don't even know who I have. Villanova, I think, in there. And Connecticut. Uh, I'll take UConn in a, a bit of an upset, but they're just so hot right now. I think UConn is the Big East tournament champions. Oh, it's, he, everything in the head says UConn. And I could just picture Dan Hurley cutting up the nets as a lot of people in the basketball community bite their lip. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with St. John's. I'm gonna go with the the story of St. John's returning to prominence as everything lines up their way and they're red hot. UConn St. John's. What if that's a man? I hope that happens. That'd be fantastic. It would be great for the Big East. It really was oh, a throwback. It's like a throwback. Yeah, we're going back in time. Uh, I, I'll say UConn, though. They win it. I say UConn over Seton Hall. Yeah, you, you can see that. It's a tough matchup for the Hall if that happens, Steve. You can see it. But they might not even need that game if they get that far. But let's see what happens. And Jerry, quickly hand out some hardware, too, for our, for our player of the year, coach of the year, rookie of the year in the uh, Big East. So Mike Anderson of St. John's has to be, he has to be the coach of the year. Uh, I know there's some talk of Dan Hurley, who's done a great job. A first-year coach in the league is not getting it. Coaches do not vote for first-year coaches. They just don't do it. Mike Anderson, St. John's was picked ninth. They finished fourth. To me, that's a no-brainer uh, with a young team. St. John's is going to take some hardware here. They're going to take, uh, they're going to take rookie of the year, Posh Alexander, uh, the dynamic guard from New York City. He's going to be rookie of the year. And um, the, uh, the player of the year, to me, this will be interesting because no one really knows. To me, it should be Colin Gillespie, the injured Villanova guard. I mean, he's the he's the he's clearly the most valuable player in the league. You know, he's the he's fantastic guard. And somehow, he did not get voted unanimously by the coaches on first-team All-Big East. Which bozo coach did not put Colin Gillespie on first-team All-Big East? Are they out of their mind? So, I don't know. I mean... I, Sandro Malmuklashvili of Seton Hall and and uh, uh, Jermaine um, uh, Jeremiah uh, Earl from from uh, from Villanova were the two all all uh, unanimous selections. So maybe one of them could be Player of the Year, and they're both good and deserving. But to mm -hmm. me, it's it's Colin Gillespie. I don't care what the numbers say; he's the engine. So we'll definitely see how this plays out. Of course, the Big East tournament uh, starting on Wednesday, Seton Hall playing on Thursday. Let's wrap up with a look at the MAC tournament because we talked about the Pirates seeding in the Big East, how they got a nice draw. I think Monmouth has an even better draw than what Seton Hall got. They're the number two seed. They will play Wednesday at seven thirty. They get the winner of the seven ten matchup, which is. Fairfield versus Manhattan. And the nice thing about that is they avoid that wild card that we were talking about. That's Iona. They are the nine seed. Uh, they have Quinnipiac in the first round. They go on to take on Siena, the number one seed in the tournament. But the way that Mammoth is positioned here, you have to love their chances to at least, at least get to the finals, not win the entire thing. Well, you know, and listen, this is the year for Mammoth. I mean, their four seniors are their four leading scorers. 
Um, who knows who's going to be back next year? You can't count on, on on any of them coming back, and maybe one or two of them will come back. This is their year, and with Rick Pitino ramping up at Iona, this league is only going to get exponentially harder to win down the road. And you're right. Mammoth got a pretty good draw here. You know, the winner of Fairfield Manhattan, they didn't play Fairfield, but on paper they're better than Fairfield. You know, Mammoth got a share of the regular season title and they you know, they swept Manhattan on the road during the season. So, you know, that's a good matchup. Now, a semifinal matchup with St. Peter's is a very good game for New Jersey. Great game. Rooting for that hard. Yeah, that I mean that would be really nice on Friday in Atlantic City. Um, you know, Shaheen Holloway, King Rice. Yeah, I think that would be a good one. And listen, these two teams are like dead even. You know, they 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 played early in the year. Mammoth won the first game 78-76. St. Peter's won the next night 78-76. And they finished 2-3 in the league. You know, I mean, it, it really would be a good game. But with that said, you know, Mammoth is certainly capable of winning that game. And if they could get to get to the finals, you know, I'm, I am sure they would be playing Siena, and that's a very tough matchup. But at least you put yourself in a chance, you know, a, a puncher's chance to get back to the tournament. Mammoth hasn't done it since 2006. This is a big moment for them this week. And I would just want to add about St. Peter's. And boy, Steve, it would be great for New Jersey basketball to have a Mammoth and St. Peter's semi in Atlantic City. That would be tremendous. Uh, I want to add for, for Shaheen Holloway, the St. Peter's coach, this is an enormous week for him. He's going to be, he's on the radar as a candidate for bigger jobs. Fordham has been publicly mentioned. There will be others. And, you know, if he takes his team to the final or takes the next step and wins the MAC tournament, he's going to be a red hot, you know, you have a charismatic, uh, brand name, up and coming young coach who has, you know, done, done it at St. Peter's where the resources are close to nil. He's going to be red hot. This is a big week for him, I think, in terms of his future and, uh, and it will be exciting because, you know, who who knows what's going to happen with Iono off this pause. And let's face it, at the mid-major level, you move up when you get your team to the tournament. That's that's the deciding factor here. Right. So and that's the, the Jersey of side of the bracket, too, because uh, in one of the, the first-round games, it's Canisius and Ryder. Uh, if Ryder is advanced, they have St. Peter's waiting for him. But let's go through these games. We'll start with the 8-9 matchup. That happens Tuesday. This tournament starts a day earlier than the other two we've talked about. Tuesday is the 8-9 Quinnipiac and Iona. The winner there takes on Siena on Wednesday. Uh, who do we like in that game, Steve? Well, I think you have to you have to go with Iona here, you know, yeah. for sure. Iona's not losing that game. Yeah, agreed. And then for the, the next first-round game, Fairfield and Manhattan, uh, that winner, of course, goes on to take on Mammoth the following day. Wednesday at 7.30 is when Mammoth tips off. Uh, I like Fairfield in that game. Absolutely. I, I think Jay Young's done a, done a pretty good job there. And uh, having seen Manhattan, they, they haven't impressed me at all. Jay Young, uh, Steve Peichel's former right-hand man at Rutgers, his specialty is scouting and locking down a team defensively. This is a good spot for him. Take Fairfield. And then Canisius and Ryder Monday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, I think, you know, Ryder would be a nice story for New Jersey to have them go on to take on St. Peter's and then that winner take on Monmouth. Uh, I just don't think they have enough in the tank, so I think it's Canisius in that one. Yeah, Ryder's got a puncher's chance here. D Dwight Murray, you know, their transfer guard, is he's pretty good. He, he probably should have been a first-team All-Mac. Uh, I'm going to take Ryder in this game. I'll go with Ryder, too, in a little upset. 
And then for Wednesday, when we get into the quarterfinals, Siena and Iona, uh, if Iona plays a full season, this might be your finals or semifinals in this tournament. Instead, we have it here in the quarterfinals. Uh, who do we like in this matchup? I, I'm tempted to go Iona in an upset. You know, it. this really is a, kind of a local mid-major heavyweight matchup here uh, in the in the quarterfinals. Um, Talent-wise, Honestly, I would take Iona. I, I know Sienna has some really good players, but but boy, Iona does. I I'm gonna go with Rick Patino in this game. Steve, who would be favored point spread wise? I think I think Sienna will be favored. I think definitely. I'm, I mean, Sienna won the league. Sienna has arguably the two best players. They're probably gonna have the player of the year when they announce that later this week. I, I think Sienna would would be a a choice in this game. I think Rick Pitino is going to browbeat the officials a little bit in that game. I'm going with, I'm going with Iona. That's worth like six points. I'll take Iona too. And then, uh, their semifinal, uh, opponent it's, uh, between the four seed Marist and the five seed Niagara. I'll take Marist in that game. Yeah. I, I think John Dunn, quite honestly, I, I would vote for him for coach of the year. He has got that program moving in the right direction, he's got two all rookie league, uh, all rookie selections this year. He's got some young talent. I, I like John Dunn in this game. Former Seton Hall assistant coach under Lewis Orr, John Dunn, who we all know is a fantastic defensive coach and a great guy and a good program builder. I like Maris too. There, he's done a really good job. You're right, Steve. He could be coach of the year material for sure. Then, of course, we have Mammoth and Fairfield. I think we've all picked Mammoth to advance there. And then in St. Peter's, and uh, I think everyone but me has Ryder in that matchup. Uh, do we see St. Peter's and Mammoth? Do we see the uh, the matchup happening in the semifinals here? I think so. I, I think St. Peter's gets by whoever they do. Ryder split with them a couple weeks ago, but St. Peter's is, is better than Ryder. Yep, book it. And now in our semifinals, Iona and Marist and Mammoth and St. Peter's. What is our championship game and who's our winner? Boy, I, I like Iona going through to, to the final in that game. I, I, I definitely think, listen, this is this is Rick Pitino's, this is where he shines in these moments, these these kind of tournaments. You see it year after year. I, I'll take Iona. Iona in this, in, over, over uh, uh, Sienna in a really good semifinal game. Yeah, I'll do Iona over Marist to go to the championship game. I'll do Mammoth over St. Peter's. And you know what? I'll go Mammoth. The the four seniors, they they understand the moment. They they know this is their chance. And I think in Atlantic City, after beating an, an emotional game against St. Peter's in the semifinals, I think Mammoth takes down uh, Patino and Iona in the championship game there. Too. Wow. Wow. I tell you what. Listen, I love King Rice, but... Boy, if, if if he could knock off Rick Patino in the final, that would be that would be something. I I I would go with Patino in that final. I'm gonna say St. Peter's wins the semifinal against Mammoth. I think Shaheen Holloway is a better tactical coach than people realize. Uh, but I I also go with Iona in it and Patino. And then you think you'll get a little media coverage going into March Madness? <laughs> well, I tell you what, that for the Mac, really, that is the 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 greatest outcome of all because you Rich know Chancellor will be Rich Chancellor will be doing backflips. <laughs> is is he your coach of the year in the Mac, Steve? As far as uh, postseason awards go? Oh, absolutely not. Jesus, I mean they 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 did nothing to keep that team safe. You know, There's they were, no they were shut down that. forever. You were... have a better chance of getting coach of the year in the Mac. Ryan, <laughs> no chance. I, I, I think I 
personally think that John Dunn has a really good chance. Now, listen, it, it's hard to go against Carmen Macarello up at, at Siena. They won the league for the second straight year. He probably will get it. But I like John Dunn. I, re- I really do. I think he's really got that program moving in the right direction. Can you make a case for Casey Nadefo to win the player of the year? Or is it, is it too much to ask? Is it going to go to a Siena guy? You know what? Uh, I am almost certain that Manny Camper is going to get it. But definitely, I mean, listen, the, the the first team, which actually was just announced while we were recording this, is Manny Camper from Siena, Dion Hammond from Monmouth, Casey Nadefo from St. Peter's, Isaiah Ross from Iona, the league's leading scorer, and Jalen Pickett, the defending player of the year made first team although he was the only non-unanimous choice um and he that's you know, a good first team man there's some talent in the mac yeah so so that that's that's the first team and uh i i, I think camper is going to get it i believe he got the most votes on the uh on the first team but um you know i think there's a case to be made for nadefo for sure i mean he's a really good player and he's only a junior you know so he'll be back well, it's going to be a fun week, and and this is a fun show to go through all these scenarios, and uh, I'll have to re-listen and write down all of our picks, and maybe see who was uh, the most accurate on next week's show. So we'll have to we'll have to take oh, a look at that. Oh, definitely, we got to do that. <laughs> I'm not I'll, gonna I'll like that <laughs> I'll go through it and see who's the most accurate. But uh, yeah, we'll have to re-listen to that, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening along with us because this really, if you're a college basketball fan, this is the best time of the year. And we're so excited to watch not only the three conference tournaments we talked about, but of course, keep an eye on all the conferences around the country. And then come Sunday, we'll have our tournament field, and we're so excited to be able to break that down on the next show. So we'll hope you stick with us on Jersey Jump Shot. Uh, guys, just quickly, anything you want to promote for this week for uh, for our listeners to read? We got a fun one coming. Chris and I interviewed players from the 1991 Seton Hall and Rutgers basketball teams. Seton Hall, Big East champions in the Elite Eight. Rutgers, the last team that made the NCAA tournament. We got some good stuff, recollections from the old guys. And that'll be up tomorrow on Tuesday. Can't wait for that. That sounds great. Yeah, we'll, we'll certainly be looking out for that. And uh, we're excited for the next show. So we hope you enjoyed listening to this one, this breakdown uh, of all of our conference tournaments this week. And we'll be back next week to talk about the NCAA tournament. Yes. Fingers crossed. We're a week away. <laughs> a week away. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to no, jinx it because we were so one. close last year. But we're a week away. And again. Hopefully, hopefully next show we will be breaking down the NCAA tournament field. We'll be talking about three New Jersey teams in the conference in the to- in the tournament. I'm just gonna say it. Three teams make it. A Cinderella story. We'll go through all of that. Uh, we hope to talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. For Jerry, for Steve, for Chris. I'm Ryan. We'll talk to you next time on Jersey Jump Shot. Jersey Jump Shot is a production of the Asbury Park Press and USA Today Network. Subscribe at app.com.